0: Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into their sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain.
1: to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain, and today my guest is Allison Nicola. Did I pronounce that right? Perfect. Yay, I love it when, <laughs> when it goes well. Um, Allison is an inspirational author, teacher, and energy healer. She began her path about 20 years ago with the passing of her father and the search for more. Her spiritual journey has led her through multiple paths of healing, including yoga, meditation, shamanic practices, and angelic light work. In 2015, she wrote the best-selling card deck Mudras for Awakening the Energy Body and has followed up with seven more decks to date. Wow. She is the National Sales and Marketing Manager at US Games, which is our biggest distributor of decks for metaphysical stores. And so a lot of us buy our decks and our stuff from them. So, Allison, tell us more about your journey. What led you down this path of doing what you do today?
2: Yeah, thanks, Violet. I love you in the violet light. There, I'm, I'm uh, just taking in the whole violet, <laughs> the whole violet energy. But um, uh yeah, my as you said, my path started about 20 years ago. So I, um, you know, was uh, you know, young mother at that time, and I was you know, kind of grieving and. You know, I just feel like that. I felt like there's got to be more. There's got to be more out there. So that was my spiritual awakening, you know, and that happens for a lot of people when they have a traumatic event or something happens that makes them, you know, kind of go on the search. So that for me was the internal search. And um, I was I really started with um, tarot. That was my first uh, entry point. I signed up for a tarot class um, at the local high school, which sounds funny now, right? The high school <laughs> continuing education tarot readers, and um, with a lot a lot of other um, women, suburban women uh, that were that were pretty hip and with it, and um, and we went on to that class, and um, I was just in love with the uh, kind of predictive nature of tarot, but more importantly, I was really interested in the symbolism, um, and uh, you know the numerology and the color. Uh, symbols that I knew somewhere internally, I I knew, but I didn't have it, you know, I didn't have it readily accessible, readily available. I, I had this feeling that I knew this material, but I didn't. Um, so I started to study in earnest, going to all different kinds of um, classes and workshops and meditations and, you know, for years attended um, lots of different things. Uh, and you know, was reading cards and, and doing, doing that. So I always had the car, the cards became like a signature. I always had a deck of cards, some kind of cards with me. Um, and then in 2008, so about five years later, uh, I answered a part-time job ad, uh, on Craigslist of all things. And it was for us games who was right in my town. And, um, I went, I went on the job interview and I realized, oh my goodness, my tarot deck is published by the company and they're right in the same town that I live in. Like I had no idea that they were there. Um, and so that was the, that was really the kind of stepping on point, um, of, you know, get, getting a little bit deeper into things, you know, we're going to work for us games. So.
1: I love that. I love that. And I so love us games. I've been, um, connecting with them for years and years and years. And, Um, I really do love them. So how did starting at U.S. Games get you this entry point into these decks and being a creator? Because I think that that is amazing. So many people dream of that, Allison, of being able Mm -hmm. to create their own deck and be able to create what they see and what they want to work with. So share with us that story.
2: Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I went to work uh, there and I went to work in a sales capacity. Um, although I have to say I was, you know, I walked in, I, I remember like the first day I walked in to go to work and I came in through the warehouse where, you know, our warehouse, which is stock floor to ceiling of, you know, pallets and everything of, all the card decks that we publish and distribute—it was like a candy store, right? I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, you know, so I was like, "This is amazing! <laughs> this is incredible!" And um, and it, and so funny thing because I thought this is going to be so spiritual, like this place. I was really in that mode at that point in time, still very enthusiastic in a like very eager way, um, and uh, and everybody was just like regular folks, you know, and I realized you know, not long into it, you had to, you had to be grounded. You couldn't, you couldn't be doing this work and be like floating around in the ethers or, you know uh, you know, up in the spiritual realms all the time. This was like boots on the ground. And so I had a a good amount of time there, you know, boots on the ground, doing the sales work, um, talking to customers um, really getting to know the product. I was, I knew I was taking in a lot of information just by being surrounded by um, esoteric things, you know, books, card decks, um, different creators, authors, things that would come in, you know, it's like I was almost soaking it in. I can't really explain that, but that's that's kind of how it is on reflection. Um, and then uh, we had a, a turning point maybe around 2014, 13. I was teaching yoga at that time. I was uh, actively doing my external things that I was involved in. Um, yoga and meditation. Um, I'm a certified hypnotherapist. I was teaching yoga nidra style uh, meditation. I was a, a faculty assistant at Kripalu, which is a yoga center up in Massachusetts. So I was traveling up there a lot. Um, so I was very passionate about about um, yoga philosophy and and uh, all of those things. And the opportunity came to write uh, a mudra deck. We had a deck which is still in print, um, Gertrude Hershey's deck. And it, the publisher um, that we distributed the deck for was going to take it offline, and so we and we had a, a fairly good market for it. So at that time, one of my coworkers said, um, "Why don't we come up with our own Ludra deck? We don't need to do that one. Uh, we can come up with our own, and Allison will write it." That was the, the and so that's a Lynn Arugio, who's our <laughs> who's one of my good friends and uh, coworkers. <laughs> And Lynn always likes to say everything was her idea, so we always, like, indulge her with that. Yes, it was. But she did (laughs) say that to Stuart Kaplan, um, who is, you know, is my boss and uh, the founder and, you know, the the chief of uh, U.S. Games. And so he came into my office and said, I hear you want to write a deck. And I it was like a lightning moment, you know? And I was like, it was like, ha, ha. I do want to write that deck. <laughs> and so that was the beginning. So I, so it sounds like it was an easy, you know, it was in the right place at the right time, complete synchronicity, you know, of being able to understand, I was already doing those practices. So it wasn't out of my realm. I always tell people that about creating things about wanting to be a creator, start with what, you know, you know, it, it'll make it so much easier. Don't pick the most challenging topic to start with, you know, start with something that feels natural for you. Um, so this felt natural, but there were definitely challenges um, to writing the deck. And the first challenge, there was no challenge in this. I found Sabina uh, Espinette, who's the uh, artist, almost immediately, just on the internet. She had, had done some hand uh, art and some mudra art. And uh, we re- reached out to her and she was on board to uh, to collaborate with me. We came up with a list of, um, of mudras that we were gonna create I wanted to be focused on the chakras, the energy body. Um, I had definite idea. We outlined everything. She went off to start creating on her end. And then I went, was like frozen in time. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> now I have to write. <laughs> now I got to get to it. So um, I love this. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I love to tell this story the story because.
0: Bag.
2: Yeah. So um, this is just for waking the energy body. And, um, So it was uh, our first collaboration. And um, after not that long of a time, we actually got into a rhythm of doing it. Uh, I stopped procrastinating and got moving uh, on that. And so the cards are, um, the cards are very vibrant. So we color coded them to each of the energy centers, which has a different color association and um, Sabina, did this beautiful, what we call Mendi, that's the paisley kind of background for each of them, which is very uh, very much from that Eastern tradition. And so the cards all have um, a keyword, um, which is kind of the energy that it represents and uh, the name of the mudra on it. And on the back, we included all the information on the card so that you wouldn't have to be referencing the book all the time, right? You could just pick out, choose a card, and you could practice this mudra and you could see why maybe you chose it or um, what it assisted with and what different levels you know physical emotional mental levels of the body that you were helping by uh by doing these practices so it's a, it was a very empowering uh card deck uh, and it is remains to be and it's really uh, one of my most popular decks that's always selling and always um, people are always writing to me about. Because it's perfect for people who don't know anything about yoga, yoga philosophy, but it's self-healing. So it gives people power to do that. And then for people that maybe have a little bit more information, um, it in, inspires their teaching or inspires their um, practice. And it even um, is enriching to like your your spreads or your um, other card readings to bring this aspect in. Like maybe what do I need to know about my energy, or how can I support uh, my energy body? At, you know, within this process, so that that's the mudra uh, mudra card deck, which I'm supremely in love I with love still. So, um, yeah, so that came out in two thousand and fifteen, um, and then we followed it up quite quickly. Uh, we did a second deck right away because we had we we were kind of in the rhythm of it, and um, we did mudras for awakening the five elements. So we just took a different. Um, a different turn, so it's another 40 cards, the same style, the same shape, so they can be merged together if people want to blend the decks. And then this one is focused on the elements of earth, water, fire, air, ether, which is in many traditions, you know, ways that we look at things. And we look at the tarot, honestly, through the elements, correct? We have, you know, we have uh, earth as pentacles and uh, fire as wands and um, cups as water. And uh, air as swords and then of course space is the container that contains everything so so there's just multi levels of uh, so we're just we're bringing in different aspects and then of course, I'm very uh, devoted to the idea of self-healing um, and so both of these decks are very much about empowering people to you know to uh, create a better you know internal place a, pre- a better you know, Way for them to be in the world and to feel uh, grounded, supported, and in a good frame. So, um, those were the first two uh, card decks. Um, so that was exciting, and um, what was great about it as a creator, and I say this for all people that are interested in creating, um, was that I had the ability to go out and teach about it afterwards. So, not only doing your creation, right? Not only your does your baby is your baby born then it's like you take it out into the world and you share that with other people. What, how do I work with this? How is this enhancing my life? What, how can I use this to support myself where um, I can do this on my own? Uh, very much like learning um, how to read cards or uh, maybe learning how to do energy healing work. Right. We, we kind of bring it home and do it for ourselves.
1: No, I love that. <clears throat> Actually I wanna I wanna integrate those cards in one of the classes I teach, which is Angelic Reiki Metatron Methods where we learn crystal healing and chakra healing and all this stuff. I think that would be an awesome addition to that course to bring that in so that people can connect to those cards and decks and all that because it's all about healing and I think that would be really powerful. So Um, I'm looking forward to getting my own set of those cards so I can play with them so thank you for creating them
2: oh so where did you go
1: after that where did what did you create next Miss Allison (laughs) so um that was kind of on a writing (laughs) roll
2: and um what happens I think for a lot of people you know when you do something and then all of a sudden you um, really get into the rhythm of it then when it's over you miss it so I was like what am I doing now you know I mean I was certainly busy out teaching in the world and working and uh, raising my family um, so I worked on two projects I don't have them here because they're not it's no longer in print um, they were just uh, house projects called yoga dogs yoga cats um, and they were I don't know if you uh, um, art. Uh, of Dan Burris, he did a lot of um, calendars, right, with the dogs and cats and yoga poses. They're really fun, and so we did a series of card decks. And so I wrote, I wrote those, which was really fun for me to do, and much very lighthearted. It wasn't as intense in the research; it was much more. Uh, but there was, you know, yoga knowledge and and things in there, and some messaging. So um, I had the opportunity to work on those two decks. That that took me a whole summer um, to get going. And, um, I came out the other side and it was time for me to turn back to my project. So, um, the next thing that came up was, uh, the divine feather messenger, um, which is a, uh, 44 card deck based on um, the idea of finding feathers as a connection to spirit and to angelic wisdom. I had been doing angelic, um, healing certifications and I'm a a master instructor in uh, modality called IET, Integrated Energy Therapy, which is an angelic vibration. So um, I felt very strongly that I wanted to, and the birds were always talking to me. Um, I would find feathers everywhere. That was that was my connection to spirit. And I know a lot of people feel that way. So um, we found uh, David Shearer, who's an amazing watercolor artist um, down in uh, Maryland. And he created this card deck, which is, um, all of the different feathers. It's hard to see here. Let's see. So each card back is different. So it's almost like find. You know how you find feathers, your eyes go to the feather. You might be like walking along. It's the same principle. It's like, what is your eye? What is drawing you in? And so the card backs are all the different feathers. And then the, uh, the actual cards are the birds, uh, with the message. Um, and then in the book, there's there's a little bit more messaging, and so this this card deck is so near and dear to my heart because um, everybody loves um, the animal kingdom. You know, people feel really safe and really uh, connected to animals. But I imprinted the cards with uh, symbols of IET, so I, it's just a feel good. It's a really a feel good deck. I'm going to pick a card for this for this group here, um, and so it gave me an avenue to after it came out in print, to go out in the world and to teach a little bit of the angelic um, healing modality um, that was approved for, you know, kind of general people that weren't being certified. Um, And so I felt like that was, that was just a great gift that I could go out, travel out and teach people how to do uh, a little bit more connecting. Let's see what we got here. And oh, I love this card. Um, And so I just pulled the nut hatch. So that's the that's the feather for the nuthatch, and um, the the message I'll show you the bird in a minute is stay grounded and welcome the new knowledge and perspective that's coming to you. And the nuthatch um, is a very so the birds have um, not only do they have like seasonal identifications they have uh, spring winter summer fall and then they have color identifications. So we're kind of weaving in that symbolism that caught my you know caught my attention right in the beginning from um, the tarot cards that. Um, uh, there is symbolic uh, messaging through everything, right? Through nature, through the cosmos, through all the different things. Um, and I love that the nuthatch um, is actually a it's actually a bird that likes to be on the ground and eat off of the ground. That gives us the reminder to stay out of the mind a lot and get back into the body, get back into the, the present moment, the now. Um, yeah, so, that was my that was my next foray into uh into card creation, and um, like I said, it's it's I just love the box cover too. I think they did a beautiful job designing it.
1: What a beautiful bird! Yeah, what yeah, beautiful <laughs> card. That was yeah. very cool.
2: Yeah. So um, I love yeah, that. So yeah, all of the all of the roads were leading um, kind of in similar directions. Uh, I did have a chance to work on this card deck next, which is called Nature and Soul Yoga Wisdom. So we're back to now we're merging yoga and animals together. So it's kind of like an animal totem uh, card deck. And um, Christine Zillick, who did the art, she, this was actually her series of art that she had created. And um, she did, uh, she has a card deck called the Zillick Tarot, beautiful watercolor, um, Toph style deck. So I was honored to work on this with her. And um, the images in here are so beautiful. And it's a little bit more abstract and interpretive. So, yeah. So the art in this deck is amazing. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So it's been keeping me busy, Violet. (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I I bet. I can tell. I can tell. I love all the creations. That Divine Feather deck I actually gave to a friend of mine for Christmas. So I actually bought it a couple years ago and, and it was in her stocking. So, you know, I'm I'm familiar with that. So I love the creations. And your, your, one of your newest ones, the auspicious symbols, I love that deck. We actually carry that in our store, which will carry some of these others. But That one's been a good seller for us. Everybody gets that deck. They love that. My daughter found that at INETS this year and was like, we got to carry this deck. I love this deck. So um, tell us what got you into that deck and how did you move through that? I would love to see that one as well.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to show it. Um, So this is Auspicious Symbols. for luck and healing. And, um, so Sabina and I work together on the mudras and we just have a great, um, uh, working relationship and friendship. And we wanted to do work on a project together. And so we, we kept going back to this idea of lucky symbols, lucky, char- we kept calling it lucky charms. That was like our code name for it. What are we doing with lucky charms? And, <laughs> and not the cereal. Right. And so, um, <laughs> So we started sketching out this card deck and we wanted to have auspicious symbols from all different uh, traditions, all different cultures, because um, people are always looking for talismans, always looking for, um, you know, uh, things that will bring them auspiciousness or luck or, you know, ways to cultivate that. And so we know through modern, you know, where the, how the earth is evolving it, in that our thoughts create our reality and the things that we resonate with will create more of that. Um, and so that was the impetus. Um, and when we got started working on it though, um, COVID hit. And so it became very obvious that we needed the symbols, not only to be auspicious and lucky and abundant, but to be healing messages because people were suffering, you know, we, we could just see a lot of that. Um, and we felt like that was part of our mission in the world. So, um, so we've woven a lot of healing messages into it. Um, and healing uh, figures, so there's uh, everything from, you know, like White Tara, who is an amazing uh, Buddhist goddess of um, compassion and action, to things like um, the sage, the white sage, um, you know, and clearing your space, um, and uh, my, my eyes are failing me here. Heka from uh, the Egyptians, um, you know, the idea of uh, using thought process, thought-based work to change your reality. So there's just every different kind of, I'll try to find, I'll give you some of my favorite highlights. And her art is so incredible. Of course, we had to put the little um, Miniki neko cat on the cover. That was my request just because it's so um, inviting and it's so joyful, you know, and there's part of that too, that you know we want that we wanted to inspire people to feel good you know to be like okay there is hope out there and so every time you walk maybe in to get your thai food which you know it's traditional in different asian cultures to have um the cat there it's it's actually bringing good luck in right it's like clearing out or bringing good luck in so so the book is pretty uh, meaty and so in the book there's descriptions about each of the symbols what they mean, a message from the symbol, and then a different way to work with it, whether you work specifically with the symbol or you work with a process around it. So it might be a, a suggestion to work with herbalism. There might be a suggestion to do a certain kind of meditation. Um, you know, this is an interesting one the amoeba. This came up a lot. Um, this is a Japanese symbol. It looks like a little scarecrow mermaid. And in Japan, she is what they use to ward off disease. So they post this all. They posted this all over Japan. I'm sure it's still going on there to ward off COVID nineteen, actually. And so it's like the reproduction of this little um, this this symbol um, that rises out of the ocean um, is powerful for the culture, right? And like what a group of people tends to believe um, brings it more power. Into that, so we just were fascinated by some of these symbols that maybe aren't that common, um, you know, in the things that we're used to seeing. Um, and then, of course, um, right towards the end, I had been really working with the Violet Flame and uh, Saint Germain, and so we had um, we had room in there for one more, and so Saint Germain uh, made it in there, ascended master, um, and also connected to you know not only that Violet Flame but Lemurian energy. Um, and that idea of uh, transmuting and transforming uh, energy so so it's got 40 44 cards there's all different things this will this deck will keep you busy forever um, either doing the practices or weaving this into your readings and um, in fact i have some friends that are of uh, health that work in uh, you know like acupuncturists and healthcare providers that Um, buy the decks and let people pick a card on their way out to take with them like a positive uh, message or, you know, a symbol for them to take with them um, about their own, you know, journey and transformation. So that that's very, you know, exciting for me to hear that people are working like that.
1: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love all the creations and the creativity and, You know, you can hear your passion and what you do and what you put into it. And those of us like you that love decks, remember the first time you walked into U.S. games and it's like, here's a candy store. Look at all these decks. And then to be the creator of some of these that go out into the world and they're loved and people are utilizing them that has to be a great feeling to be able to work on decks and see people really connect to them like you have and have that passion for them. Um, You know, I know most of our listeners, uh, I probably have a hundred decks. I mean, that's pretty, uh, but I'm constantly buying decks. I can't get enough of decks. And I know lots of people out there are so connected. (laughs) right? It's like, my husband goes another deck. You really need another deck? Well, it's different. It's about this, right? Um, and so I love the decks. So what do you have that you can give us kind of an idea? Are you working on stuff now? Is there stuff in the future? I'm sure this is not where you end. You're going to continue to probably create decks. What can you share with us? Well,
2: I do have a few things kind of in the hopper right now. Uh, that i'm working on and um, <laughs> nothing that i can nothing that's far enough along actually um, i do have a butterfly deck that will be coming uh, along the lines of the birds so it's a divine uh, butterfly messenger and it will really be about that uh, those cycles of creation uh, butterflies moths mm-hmm. um, all of those messengers are the sun and moon so we have the lunar energy the moths and then we have the butterfly which is the sun or transformational energy and um so that's a that's a beautiful deck will be like i said along those lines again having a little bit of that sparkle kind of fairy magic in it um i have another uh deck that sabina and i are outlining right now so that's kind of changing around i don't want to say too much about it um and i just you know i know i have so many ideas, so many things, just like you know, right here in the think tank. Um, and so, what I'm trying to do is to share it with other people because, as my, as my role at US Games, which has evolved from that first point in time, um and I'm able to be out in the world representing them and talking to people and meeting people like you um, at trade shows and different things, I have found that people are always emailing me, texting me, um, wanted to just inquire about their projects and their creation. So I'm really starting to teach um, a little bit more about creative manifestation and how um, I see that uh, unfolding, I how I had to unfold it for myself about getting our energy in alignment to do it, to create what we want to create in the world. Um, and then just, you know, the practical things about uh, creating, whether it's you are searching for someone to collaborate with you or, you're looking for a publisher you're going to self-publish or kickstart um, and so all of those things seem to be relevant for me now so I'm kind of teaching that out in the world a little bit to help others um, to get their projects going to get them to get their creations out in the world the world needs more you know more creative work more positivity more collaboration that's where we're moving so um, I see myself as part of that as well yeah
1: I love that. I love giving back and being able to help people because like I said at the beginning of this, there's lots of people with ideas wanting to create decks and they have no idea where to start. You know, you mentioned Kickstarter, self-publish, publish, publish, which one do I go? What's the the positives? What's the negatives? People are always asking tons of questions about how do I even begin? Where do I start? So Mm -hmm. I love that You're providing some of that insight. So if there's somebody listening that's a creator, has an idea, how can they connect with you and and possibly get some of this information that you're sharing with the world?
2: Absolutely. You're welcome to go to my website, which is um, www.alisondinicola.com. So it's simply my name in there. Um, you can just send me a message through the website. I'm happy to do that. I'm, I'm going to be teaching um, a creative manifestation class this fall at, in Kripalu, uh which is up in uh, Lenox, Mass. So that's um, another
1: um, avenue. I lost Connect, but she provided us lots of information and we really appreciate her being here on our show. I look forward to seeing you really soon at the sacred magic podcast and discover your spiritual gifts.
0: Are you looking for an opportunity to fill your energy tank? When was the last time you invested in self-care? Violette leads a weekend retreat every year in Woodland Park, Colorado. The purpose of the retreat is to reflect, restore, re-energize, and restore one's energy, focus, and direction. Violet's retreats provide the opportunities to connect, learn, and explore your healing and spirituality. What are you waiting for? You can find out more about this annual retreat at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email violette at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love the show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.